Hello, hello, welcome, welcome, welcome. This is One For Them, your favourite podcast with your favourite host. I'm Helena. I'm Cashel. And we are here to bring you the latest on black culture. Actually, today's episode isn't really the latest. It's going to be a recap. We understand we're hitting quite a long way through 2020, but, you know, we got us a recap 29th. Recap? Recap? Recap. recap. I don't want to relive it or no, recap it. No, but. I'm really not trying to recap 2019. <laughs> trying to nah. recap 2019. Yes. Just to let you know, because you guys didn't know us then, so you guys can kind of find out what we were up to, what our favourite songs were, what our biggest L's were, what our biggest W's were, and just so you guys can live, relive what we had to struggle through. Yeah, I feel like the people out there really need to relive 2019 through us to really get to know and understand because what built us, what broke us. <laughs> <laughs> what built us, what broke us, what snapped us in half, dashed us down the stairs. It was a fun time, man. It was a crazy year. Um, you know, we always like to start, keep it a bit lighthearted, so we're going to start with our Tweets of the Week. <laughs> tweets of the Week, no, we're doing Tweets of the Year. This is my favourite tweet of 2019. I'm still laughing at it. I'm excited because if this tweet is the tweet of 2019, it's got to be coming with some fire and flames, you know? Mine's lit, so I want to go last. I'm not going to lie, because mine's live, like, mine's jokes. All right, all right. Okay, so I'm interested. What's the date of your tweet, actually? Christ. Um, You don't have that pulled up? um, uh, Wait, I just knocked my head against the mic, too. Uh, my tweet is from the 1st of March, 2019. Okay, so this is sick, yeah, because my tweet comes from the back end of the year, innit? All right, cool. So it, this is mainly, you know, this is mainly the tweet of the year for 2019. And it touches on a couple of different things that are little different topics, things that were happening throughout the year. We're talking NHS and we're talking a little, little bit of politics because, you know, politics talk... Always. Um, But yeah, okay, so I'm going to go through this tweet. So the first one, there's a couple of tweets in it. Like there's there's quotes upon quotes. So we're digging deep here. Um, The first tweet in the inside inside came on December the 12th in 2019. And it comes from at Moonchild PJMS. Not really sure about that handle, but you know, (laughs) I'll ignore that. Um, And the tweet says, seeing, well, seeing... Seeing goodbye NHS trending actually breaks my heart. So many people took our free healthcare for granted and didn't appreciate it enough. <sighs> yes, okay, very, very sad. I'm sorry. I know we're keeping this lighthearted, but I'm going to keep it moving. So then we have Tequila Taze, uh, aka at Taser Black. They said £500 for a migraine question mark and you know that emoji where the head's like exploding (laughs) so they've got that and then (laughs) and then yeah (laughs) you have gracious k gracious k the we're talking back in the day this guy came out with the biggest skanking tunes yeah and he says Man will have to skank that off car five bills is techie. <laughs> Wait, my man said you're gonna have to skank off the migraine because you dead. can't pay five hundred pounds. 
Five Bills is techie. Yo, this had me in stitches because I was literally thinking, you know what, yeah, I might have to bust a migrant skank, Listen, you know? do you know what I was thinking today with this whole coronavirus thing, yeah? When I was walking up the stairs at work the other day, I saw that thing and it was like, you know when the NHS advert said, catch it, bin it, kill it? Yeah, catch it, bin it, kill it. That was swine flu, catch fam. It, this ain't the first it. pandemic we've been dealing with. Like, that was swine flu and they were doing catch it, bin it, kill it. And I was thinking, they need to bring that tune back because it's relevant. For real, man. Like, Hey, no, that was jokes. It was always like, I used to, but the thing is, it's mad because when we were in school, we were proper, weren't taking it seriously. Everyone was busting up, catch it, bin it, kill it. That's what I'm saying. That's what people need to do now. Like, do the dance. Get with it, yo. <laughs> nah, man, that was jokes. But yeah, that was my tweet of the year. Just because it summed up like two things. Obviously, politics and the NHS, which is actually peak. But then uh, he just he just made me laugh. And it's mad that Gracious Kate actually tweeted that himself. <laughs> and he's like, oh, there's you know you know there's that black guy with the glasses and his lips are going up mm. and he's shaking his head. He's like, mm 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 mm. And he was like, yeah, Gracious K was like, yeah, man, I just, I was just trying to do a thing. <laughs> and the tweet went viral, so um, there we go. Dead. Right. That was funny, but mine's so funny. Like, mm-hmm. I'm still laughing at it. Like, I genuinely think I must have come across this early last year because I'm still laughing about it. Right. <laughs> I, hope, I hope this is as funny as I think it is. Okay, but okay. Anyway, so the tweet is from someone called... Bay Radley, the at is not your H2O. Oh, alright. Not your H2O. Oh, I got it now. I just got it. Not your water, basically. Alright, cool. Anyway, the tweet goes Told my man's at the gym my hands were ashy because it helps me grip the bar better. He said, What are your ankles gripping? <laughs> <laughs> you know what, yeah? You know what, yeah? I actually saw that on the timeline last year. I you know what? it did have me back. I said up. it to you because your ankles are always ashy. <laughs> Look, I said that to you. Hashi ankles alone, isn't it? Listen, literally. Listen. The reason why you've seen this tweet is because I said it to you. Don't even try it. I sent it to you last year because remember at uni when you're always sending pictures of your ashy ankles. Look, that's why I sent this tweet to you. Does it have? The only way that I can respond to that, yeah is um, just, I'm just holding my chest in it. I'm holding my chest. You know, that's, that's what that he was Gavascon. doing in the yeah, picture. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I knew it was that Gavascon black black silhouette, but that chest is burning. Literally. Burning flames. I'm actually crazy. Pulling me out on the podcast, man. Leave my dry ankles out of Listen, this. today she's got ankle converses for a reason, yeah, because <laughs> then her ankles can't be on show. I'm telling you, like, this is something that I would have said to Cashel, because she'll try to justify her hands being dry, saying <laughs> it helps her grip the bar better if we were in a gym session but then I would have to just throw out her so what are, you, what are them ankles gripping <laughs> look Anyways. now I'll be using cocoa, coconut uh, oil so you know oh straight extra virgin yeah? yes extra okay, virgin good 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 That's, that makes me happy you know that I'm, makes I'm me about very, very life happy. now <laughs> um, right I think we're going to kind of run through I don't know if you guys were on board with the pod but we did like a roundup of posts on like some of our best songs best live performances mm-hmm. um, best I didn't do books because, well, my 2020 resolution is to read. So, um, <laughs> Cashelle did books. We did workshops. Um, what did I do that you didn't? Oh, I did favourite songs and Cashelle did favourite books, which kind of goes to show the kind of people that we are. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, we did live performances as well. So, I think we'll do song last to stay in the tradition of... Well, Cashelle hasn't said her song yet, but she's going to say a song now. But um, So, she didn't post it on socials. But, yeah, so I'm going to do... 
I want to talk through my live performances because one of mine is really important and it isn't one of my favourite songs, but the song now hasn't, like, very big attachment to me because of the performance. Mm -hmm. So my top three performances by men of 2019 was Masego ACL in Austin, Texas. And that was my one of my favourite because I went with my mum and I took my mum to her first festival and she loved it. And at Masego, my mum loves the saxophone and Masego plays the saxophone. So let me tell you, now, every time I walk in the house, Masego is playing. Mm -hmm. Like, that's, that's it. That's, that's it. it. So, um, my second favourite was Sango from the Soul Lection at Somerset House. I loved it. I think I've spoken about it on a podcast bef on one of these episodes before, but it was just a great day. Um, there was just a massive group of us, and yeah, I just loved it. Like, it was a really good day, proper summer day. But my number one performance by a man in 2019 was Skepta at Field Day. And the reason why this was so important was because the show was at, um, the the festival was at um, Meridian Water, which basically, yes. if you ends, lot... Fam, ends, bro. <laughs> yeah. So for those of you that don't know, it was at Meridian Water, which is behind Ikea in Tottenham slash Edmonton area. Man. It was lit because it was literally between where me and Kishore grew up. And the reason why Skepta was so sick is because Field Day is not a big festival. Mm. It's like a small festival, but this man treated it like he was headlining Coachella. Like, For real. Like, it was <laughs> wild. And I was gassed. Obviously, I was big waved, Skepta, so man. it was also lit, and he was the headliner. But this guy brought out everybody. Like, he brought out everyone. He brought out Octavian. He brought out Lancy Fur. But the littest part of the whole night, yeah, was when he brought out J-Huss, and they did What Do You Mean? And I swear to God, I felt like it was one of those moments where, like, obviously, my, like, I'm not Fam. saying Skepta's my favourite artist because I have people that I love, but it was one of those moments when I was like, this is why I love music. Like, this is why music is, like, the like my passion and why I want to pursue a career in it because I was just stood there like, everyone here right now is gassed because Jay Huss is on this stage. Yes. And it's like, obviously, it was Skepta's headline show, but for him to, like, know that people will be so happy to see Jay Huss and see everyone united in that moment, and for Skepta to realise that, like, because that's... He's kind of doing a homecoming show almost, yeah, that he wasn't just going to go small, small just because it was filled there and maybe the money weren't right or it, he wasn't getting paid as much because a little festival. He was like, you know what, let me do this for my people. Like, let me do this because this is my end. Like, let me make this a lit show. And Came through for us, man. What do you mean? Every time I listen to it, I think of that moment and it's like I love always attaching a song to a moment in time. Like, that's one of my favourite things. And the fact that that performance is still so clearly ingrained in my head, in the haziness of the waviness that I was in, like, it was just lit, man. It was so lit. Man. But, yeah, that was my favourite performances. I don't know if you want to do your favourite song, your favourite performance. Up to you. I'm going to do Women After, but, you know, I thought I'd have to start strong on the Skepta one because it was lit. You know what, yeah, I'm going to do a quick run through my favourite performances by men as well because obviously I know to be honest there's been a couple of times that I've bigged up Shay Lingo on this podcast because he is literally the guy but he is also he is also my top performance of the year um coming in coming in third we have Octavian at Field Day so one of the reasons why he was third was just because going to Field Day like that was my first time actually seeing Octavian live I'd heard his songs and stuff but I didn't realize how lit he was like he came to the stage with so much energy he had the crowd bumping and like after that i was just hooked i was like okay i'm actually into this because it's not really like his kind of music like i feel like it's quite specific and a little bit alternative in my opinion and 
I don't usually listen to kind of things like that. So the fact that he could change me from being like some passive listener to like someone who's actually active, I was like, okay, you've got this. And then Anderson Pack, he was- Wait, sorry, I just got to say the thing about Octavian because I know the girls are going to be listening to this like creasing. The story goes, yeah, when we went into the Octavian tent and field day, <laughs> they were not trying to let us in because oh, I don't yeah, even know what happened yet, but <laughs> they were not trying to let us in. And I was like to everyone, our thing for the summer at festival was Avengers Assemble in it. Like once we said that, <laughs> everyone needs to get together and we need to get to where we're going. Everyone was piping up like meerkats, like heads up, like so, where's Basically, we're walking in and they're not letting people in the entrance to this tent. So then the exit, and there was this one. I fought back with him, this Asian brother at the thing. Oh man, and sorry, bro. my friend looked at me and she no no. I looked at everyone and I was like, listen, I'm gonna tell you when to go. I have my food in my hand, my mac and cheese balls, my vegan mac and cheese balls in my hand. I close my plate. And I was like, Avengers Assemble, let's go. And I told everyone to hold on to me, and we just walked through the exit, walked right to the front of the table thing. So when we get in there, it was a boiler room stage. They were saying, oh, we need to... Um we need to get rid of the stage in the middle. Everyone needs to leave and then we'll come back in. I said, Mm-mm. after all my hard work, I, my mac and cheese balls are still intact. So anyway, we stayed there, sat tight at the front, they removed the stage and then it was just lit and Octavian came out and did his whole set and I think that meant a lot because he was late by like 45 minutes. But he yeah, still yeah, yeah. did his whole entire set. You know, he didn't come on and be do Madonna and just do one song. Like He literally did the whole thing. So just to add some background to the Octavian set at Field Day because yeah. it was actually joke. Phil Day was actually a madness as well because that's where I met slash we met this guy called Joe Jazz and this girl called Eleanor who make music as well. And I've been like following their stuff like mad alternative punky rap stuff, but it's cool. Um, so shout out them. Um, but yeah, like, yeah, Octavian, that, he, he switched, switched up things for me because I, I was just so passive before. And then Anderson Pack coming in second um, just because at Alexandria Palace is like one of my favorite favorite venues to go to and mm-hmm. it was the first time experiencing it was in 2019 as well so you know Anderson Pack did his thing multi-talented jumping on the drums jumping <laughs> on the mic dancing around the stage doing what he does he just he just smashed it but then obviously Shay Lingo um, his performance at the Jazz Cafe the reason why it's my performance of 2019 is because I just wasn't expecting it to impact me in the way that it did um, going into that stage like I've been to Jazz Cafe before and I'm like yeah 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 like it's a cool venue because I like to be like up and close and personal with the artist but you could really tell how passionate he was about his music because mm-hmm. every time he started to talk about a song or to talk about a moment he really took the time to like delve into himself and say why am I here I'm here in London I'm here with my people the risk is proof and I'm here to show that and that's my motto for 2019 the risk is proof it's true like if you persevere and you do your thing mm-hmm. like it will come out so for me, I think that's why Shay Lingo was definitely my top performance of the year because I just didn't expect him to come to the stage with that mad energy. Like, Anderson Pack's got energy, but whoa! Shane Lingo is like <laughs> from another planet. I don't even know. Well, I mean, I think he's from South London, so he's probably from another planet. Basically. 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 But yeah, that's that's my guy. So that's, that's just, you know, quick live performances of 2019 by men. Even though I said that under by women as well, but we'll let that slide. Um, right, well, my women, favourite performance of the year. Um... In number three, I have Tierra Wack at Primavera, mm. who, she was live. So the story goes, so you'll see my number one in a second. So at Primavera, we went, we were at Solange, 
but Tierra Whack was on at the when I say the other side of this festival, we had to cross a bridge. Like, it was mad. <laughs> we were on concrete and we had to cross a bridge to get to the sand to see Tierra Whack. But we were trekking, man. We were like, well, I was like, and I think like, we were just like, we're not seeing Tierra Whack again this summer, so we need to make this work. And it's the first, I've never seen her live. And I've seen her, like, videos and stuff live, like her performances at Coachella and stuff, but I've never been there. Anyway, cross the bridge, end up on some beach. And I was just like, yo. I had a moment, I was like, we're on a beach right now watching Tierra Whack, like, this is wild. And mm-hmm. she just had mad energy. So that was lit. My second is Coffee at ACL again. Same Oy, attachment to... Vibes. Yeah, same attachment to Masego. I was there with my mum, who loves reggae music, but, like, the main reason... The only act my mum knew before we went to ACL was Coffee. And that was barely even new Coffee, to be honest. But mm-hmm. she, Coffee's the reason how I sold my mum on going to the festival. But we get there... And obviously, it is mainly white people at the festival, but when I was with my mum, we were just always chilling at the back. So we got our seats, put them in the shade, chilling at the back. Then her, Coffee's band comes out, who I believe are called the Composers, and they're actually from London. Oh, OK. So they came out and they're playing songs. Me and my mum thought we were at carnival. They started doing jump. Na, 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 na. And me and my mum are jumping, running back really? and forth. Everyone's looking at us like, what the hell is going hey. on? And we're lit, like, just dancing. And then, like, then we see the crowd, because we're not in the crowd, because obviously I was with my mum and also mm. that heat. Oof. Listen, yeah, I'm doing it, a little soaker mm-hmm, in mm-hmm, that heat. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> so we were just in the shade, jumping, chilling, had our beers, like we were just loving life, like it was so lit. And then coffee came out, and she was just amazing. And then that's when my mom went out and she braved the sun. I barely did. I'm not gonna lie. My mom went there, Ooh. and then I just every time she went and she was gonna come back to me, she just stopped again because she started doing another song. And then my mom was just there dancing by herself. And I was like, oh my gosh, it was just lit. So that was another really good memory for me. But number one, as probably most people expect, Mm -hmm. is gonna have to be Solange at Lovebox Festival. For those of you that don't know, Solange is probably my favorite artist in the world. I'm saying probably because you might hear me say someone else's at some point, but. I always return back to her. Loyalty um, strong. I love Solange. I love everything she's about. I love her vibe. I love her music. I love her energy when she's on stage. She's someone who she'll be chatting the most shit and I'm just eating it all up. Like, she'll be chatting mm-hmm. shit when she's on stage, you mm-hmm. know, sometimes. Like, she'll be saying, like, like you know, all that universe stuff. And I'm like, sis, yes, the universe. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, so my, I picked Lovebox just because we had to leave early at Primavera. I saw Solange twice minimum last year maybe more yeah, I feel like maybe three times I probably times. saw her more but um, twice in the summer anyway <laughs> and um, I said summer season winter season <laughs> I said love box just because yeah we got to see it from top to like from the whole show but the major thing also was I remember when my friends left and because her hairstyle she had like pick and drop hairstyle and my <laughs> friends left and they were like why am I thinking that I should go get this hairstyle now after I would just never have got it before. And I remember one point turning around my friends, Madra and Sahara, they were just like zoned out. Like, really? They were just zoned out, like, just look, they were just staring with their mouths open, like, rah. Like, wow. It was just a moment. And then she came out to the crowd and we were kind of near the front and I saw her hair for real. And I was just like, oh my God. Like, I don't know. I feel like I would, I don't really, I wouldn't get intimidated if I met anyone, but Solange might be the put and her sister. But, you know, mm. those could be the people that went intimidated by. But yeah, and then I get messages from, I was messaging my cousin the other day, and he was like, oh, not sorry, the other day, afterwards, and he was like, yo, Solange was lit, like, Mm. and yeah, I just feel like Solange, I just love you, so yeah, if you're listening to this, (laughs) 
Everybody tags Solange. This is a love letter. This is a love letter to Solange Knowles. Yeah, anyway, that's why I could say more, but... If you also, just so you know, you'll probably see that I see Solange whenever she's, whenever I'm in town and she's in town, wherever that be in the world. Mm -hmm. Don't judge me because her set never gets old to me. I may know every dance move, every step and every point in the show. I could probably direct it at this point. (laughs) However... Just, I love her, innit? So that's I what mean, it is. I mean, that's another creative avenue if you want to go down. You know what I mean? Like, uh, uh, festival director, like, it's a thing, you know? I don't know if I'm a director or if I'm just, I can copy sets in my head Shh, because just, I've been to see so many people live so many times. But anyway, Solange, I love you. Okay, yes, we love you, Solange. Um, for my top performances by women, starts off at the end of the year, back in December 2019, um, with Ari Lennox. Because look, <gasps> the woman brought Shea Butter Baby. Um, we've discussed this before. Look. Stop the singing. Nobody needs it. If we can't put the song, yeah, in into the podcast, I'm going to have to sing. Hum. Hum. Actually, no, that's just as bad. You're, you're moving like I wish y'all could see how she's moving like she's actually singing like well I've got a microphone so technically I am singing even if it's very bad um yeah no she just she was mesmerizing like I actually fell in love with her during that those those moments um Wait, she can just we made... please talk about that boy as well <laughs> look, yeah no look, that yeah. is a moment in you know 2019 just, okay fine you know, you... <laughs> You just take over for a minute. No, I actually can't. <laughs> Honestly, Listen, yeah, this my guy. Chest. Um, <laughs> uh, right, so this boy, he was a boy. He was a boy. He might have been 18. Out of push. Out of push. Out of push, he might have been 18. Ooh, I don't know how he got in there. <laughs> so he had a poster and it said, Ari, let me sing with you or something like that, innit? Oh no. And then she he must have been near the front and then she said, Wait, you wanna sing with me? What song? And then he said, Up late. And then she started so she's going through her set, she's like, Alright, I will come back to you in it. You better be able to sing. Da, da, da. So then he she goes through her set and then when it comes wow. to up late, she starts singing it and she's like, Oh shit, baby. What she kept calling him baby as well or something like that. Yeah, because he was a baby boy. <laughs> yeah. She's like, Baby, baby, come up, come up. So then he goes up, yeah. Listen, his mic was off. <laughs> Every time he went to sing, yeah, either the sound guy set him up, she set him up, or he set himself up. But this guy was singing like he was doing all these riffs, all these harmonies, but nothing was coming out. So every time she told him to sing, there was no sound. And I'm out in the back cackling. Like, <laughs> I was actually cackling. And I was just like, cool, I was just dying. Like, I actually can't explain to you how funny it was. Like, every time he sang, imagine, like, I wish I could, you got, could see me right now, because every time he got the mic, it was just... Silence. And then you'd hear her singing, and then back and forth to her singing, whatever. I'm not even going to try it, guys, because, you know, as I said... Shaper. But it was up late, so you've got it wrong. Look... I was Up just using late. Look, I don't know the lyrics either. That's why I was trying to be on stage. Because number one, I can't sing. Number two, I don't know the words of that song. Anyway, it was hilarious and I'm still laughing about it. <laughs> that was a moment, you know. And look, look, guys, this is the reason why, like, if you can get yourself down to a live show, 
no matter how you get it, if you get some free tickets, you know, if you buy the tickets, if the show, you got a festival when it's free, you have to hit it up because these moments are not going to happen when you're listening on Spotify, I tell you. Like, it's just two jokes, two jokes, two jokes. Um, but yeah, and then coming into second, my top performance of the year was by Janelle Monet at Primavera. Okay, so to be honest, we didn't actually see the full set, but I've seen Denominate before and I've seen that set and it's it's so good. Like seeing it again, seeing that show in the sunshine with the warmth of Barcelona. And you know what? It's everything that Janelle Monáe stands for. Do you know what I mean? She's a very fluid mm-hmm. individual. She's out there shouting out for the LGBTQ AI plus community. And like, that's important that you've got someone who's a figure, who's so powerful, who's got a voice, who can sing, who can rap, who can dance, who can actually explode on the stage. And I think because of her experience of like acting and like just general like being her, when she comes to the stage, it's more than just like an artist there with a mic. She's bringing something Mm -hmm. to the stage. You can feel that she's almost taken on a role, like taken on a character. Mm -hmm. And I just, I just, we love to see it. We love to see it. Whenever she sits on that chair. Yes. That's the bit. And you're like. You hear the noises. The Oh my God. It's happening. (laughs) Come with Jago Jim. She's coming. Um, And then. Helena. Ooh. We need to not wear hats in the studio because we just keep head bopping. I haven't hit it with that part of my cap. I hit it with my actual head. Your actual face? With my face. Well, I feel like that's so, more silly. Well, yeah, but you're dragging me into your issues and you don't need to. <laughs> I have not hit the mic with my cap. I hit it with my full-on face, so... I'm giving you a hard stare. <laughs> um, nah, the top live performance of the year, Little Sims. Earth Hackney in October, bruh. This show. Do you know what, yeah? Because I feel like we bought the tickets for this early in the year. Like, yeah, like, I felt like we were waiting for so long. So long. When did her album come out? I feel like that's when we literally got tickets. We were on it. We were on it. Like, if you check the receipts, like, I'm sure you'll see, like, (laughs) your name down as, like, one of the first tickets that were bought. (laughs) But trust me, it was worth it. I'm telling you, anyone else who went to to that show, everyone was talking about it. Little Sims, what can I say? North London queen stepping onto the stage. And you know what, yeah? She doesn't get enough recognition that she she deserves. Say it again. She does not get enough recognition as she deserves because this queen is someone who is so out there and willing to, like, really stretch her talent, like, by trying new instruments, learning how to play new instruments, doing it on stage in front of so many people in London the show was packed out and you know what yeah it wasn't just like little young black girls from North London like us there were bare people you know bare white people in the crowd supporting her um, and it just shows to go like how universal her music is like, shows to go it's, it shows to go you know it goes to show how universal her music is like how it can touch different people like she really thinks when she puts her songs together and when she came on stage she came out with the microphone the, me- the, like, the megaphone the megaphone the megaphone the megaphone the megaphone the megaphone we're working on Cashel's um, vocabulary here. <laughs> <laughs> and I study a degree and you know <laughs> master of arts <laughs> but there we go uh, she came onto the stage with the megaphone and she just lit it up and it just I'm still thinking about that I'm still, I'm still buzzing off that show Venom you know? and 101 FM 
Actually, I was going to do song, but I'm just going to quickly talk about workshops just so that you guys know that I'm not just rave, 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 music, 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 music. Like, I'd, mm, actually, got, then again, all my workshops are to do with music, but, you know, <laughs> I'd be out here trying to stay educating myself. Um, so, three of... I'm going to just run through them quickly so you know the titles. In third place, I had CMU Presents at the Roundhouse, and they basically discussed the live music sector and the recorded music sector. Um, it was really good. It basically just gave you insight on what um, unions you need to join, information on how you can basically mu- get money out of recordings and how you can get money out of live performances. And it was really insightful. If, for anyone that doesn't know, the Roundhouse is a really good hub for people aged 18 to 25. They're currently trying to extend it to 18 to 30-year-olds. And, yeah, it's just a great place for... They have loads of talks, loads of workshops, loads of studio space, loads of drop-in sessions. So, yeah, that's why mine... It helped me and it's helped me be informed for when I want to move up in the music industry. My second place is Somerset House. It was a music industry day. Mm. This day was hot. It was in the summer. I think it was one of those days when it was a mad heat wave. Mm. And I remember leaving... I left my boyfriend's and I went there. And by the time I arrived, I was sweating. And I was like, I cannot go into this room right now, sweating like this. Because it was basically Mm-mm. like a classroom. Imagine like a school classroom. Boy. I was like, I cannot walk into this room sweating like this. Luckily, I had a spare change. And I just bought this new top, by the way. Literally on the way there. Oh, man. And I was like, I can't wear this top now. So anyway, got changed. Luckily, I had like one of them football kind of material shirts. So you know the ones that don't show your sweat. <laughs> so I put that on, walked in there. It had loads of people from different places in the music industry it was just really insightful allowed me to get some contacts and just allowed me to get more of an idea of where I want to, where I want to go in the music industry then number one was a Today at Apple talk it was with J5 the man himself um, it was just interesting to see his work process and how he gets into making the bangers that he does um, mm-hmm. and then it was really nice to be able to talk with people um, about music again and just like their journeys into the music industry whether they be a producer whether they be a manager whether they be an assistant um just to hear people and just people being supportive of like everyone's journeys and stuff as well and then getting to hear back so there were people that are a lot younger than me and hearing back the songs that they made during the workshop was kind of just like inspiring mm. um so those are my top three workshops i don't know if you want to go through your workshops your books what do you want to do we have um, a range of things to talk a about a range of things do we Hmm, I think I'm going to go through my workshops quickly um, just to dump off the back of that. So coming into number three, actually, you can talk about this as well because you were there. Um, the top three workshop was the one run by um, George, um, my runway group, um, Comedian oh, yeah, Eating Your Why in Carnaby Street in London. It was very, very good. Like um, it was all to do with um, understanding like your purpose in terms of when you're a creative and you want to do something, like how do you get that and communicate that to your audience? Like what do you need to do? Because you can't just say like, yeah, my podcast is out, cool. Okay, your podcast is out, but like, 
why are you doing it? Why do you want people to listen? Why mm-hmm. have you decided to put all of your energy and time and effort to building something? Like you really have to shape that. And I think hearing from some of these creatives that are doing bits um, and they've started off, they're, like, they're very young people, mm-hmm. younger than us. So they- have, Some of them, not all of no, them. No, not all of them, but just, some of them. Just, just we're not, we're not that late in the game. <laughs> <laughs> we be grannies out here um, with the broken back. Um, <laughs> Nah, but yeah, it was just good to like meet people, be around these creatives, be around in this energy and just like mix with so many different kinds of people. Like Mm -hmm. not everyone was doing podcasts. Some people were creating clothing. Some people were- Film directors, like YouTubers, uh, spoken word artists, poets, someone who did poetry, Mm. just different, different, different Different range of things. It was good, good energy. Um, And then, Coming in in number two was Eric Festival. Um, this, well, Eric Fest, it was all about storytelling and it was, again, it was in Somerset House in central London. Um, the reason why this event was so good because it was all to do with like how to understand the publishing industry. And if you know anything about me from these previous episodes, it's that I want to go into journalism um, and writing. So for me to be able to meet with people who are publishers and understand like the whole process that comes through with like, having a story writing a book getting it out there like how do you design the cover how do you um how do you even structure your structure your book how do you go about pitching your book for that process like what are these different steps and it was just so good to hear from a range of different people who had already been successful in um publishing their books um and also from the people who are going to be judging you. <laughs> so those publishers, and I think that's key. Like, it's very, very, very good for you to learn from someone who's done something before. So like the writer, because they've gone through that process, but it's also good for you to learn about the person on the other hand of that process, the person who's going to be mm-hmm. um, kind of, well, making a judgment on your work <laughs> and deciding whether it gets published. <gasps> I guess thrown in the trash. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, that was number two. And then number one was, Today at Apple, uh, made in London event that was put together by the mayor of London and in conjunction with Apple and some other other people. Um, this one was in Regent Street and it was so good. It was so amazing. Um, you had performances by Lioness, who is top grime UK rapper from, she's she's amazing. She's an amazing person. Um, and then you had Rakea, um, amazing spoken word artist. You'll hear more about her soon. And um, who was the last person? R.A.E. She's another up and coming rapper. Her music is like really, really cool. It's like, um, she's kind of got this like old school 90s hip hop vibe coming through with her music. Mm. So it was cool to have like these collection of like very different styles, but it was all about finding your voice. And I think especially in that moment, you know, things have been happening in 2019 and uh, I needed to find my voice. Mm. And it was just such a good workshop to like get you to writing. I ended up writing a poem and I kid you not, I was like, it's been a long time since I wrote poetry. I used to write poetry when I was in secondary school and like in sick form, so it had been a minute, but I free wrote this poem and I was like, my hand was shaking mm. on the mic doing it in front of these like, this group of like 30 people in, in Apple, but I was shook. But I was sick though, because my poem actually got put up in 
some exhibition that they did like following the event somewhere. What? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You didn't tell me that. Girl, I didn't even see it myself because I couldn't make it back down to the <laughs> But someone sent me a picture. They're like, oh, isn't this your poem? Like, I've seen it up there. I was like, what? what? My poem got, yeah. That's so they mad. So they, they put it into the little exhibition like of, you know, like a roundup of everything that happened during Made in London. So those are my workshops and that one was free as well. So. Yeah, I mean, all of mine, I think, were free. Actually, no, the CMU one was £5, but a good £5 spent. Yeah. Um, right, I think we should quickly do our L's of the year, our W of the year, and mm. then we'll end on Song of 2019. Um, okay. I'm going to do my L. I don't even really know what my L is, like, so I guess I don't want to keep repeating myself on things that I've already <laughs> spoken on is my issue. Um, but I would say my L of last year as a like total thing was just wasting my time doing things that were not moving me forward for my future. <laughs> and yeah, I think that, that was not, um, that was just, but then also coming to my W in a bit, but like the L was, yeah, just my days were spent somewhere I didn't want to be doing something that I knew wasn't going to progress me forward. And I think like it was just an L because I realized that why did I do that when I knew that it wasn't what I wanted to do? So it's like, why did it take me? Mm. Why did I even embark on something that I knew wasn't going to positively move me forward? And obviously money is why, but um, now coming to the point of my W is, it also helped me realise it's everything I don't want to do. And like now I'm very clear in what I want to pursue as my career. I'm way more clear after meeting with certain people. I'm way more confident when I'm meeting people to how to articulate myself and where I want to be, what I want to do, and how I'm working to get there. So my W of the year was literally two things. First of all, establishing a group of friends that I love having a lit time with because obviously I've had a group of friends all the time, but like friends that like last time I spent a lot of time with everyone at certain festivals like, and it was just like we were just traveling around going to festivals together all summer yes. and it was just lit like it was like more people <laughs> have been like growing into this group of friends and it's like now we're planning this summer and it's going to be lit and it's like we have birthdays together we have meals together so yeah one of my w's was establishing a really nice group of friends that i can play sport mm. with i can have fun with i can have good talks with and then my other w is establishing now what i'm going to do is my career how i'm going to get there and just instilling confidence in myself and in my journey that i will get there it's not like i feel like the reason one of the reasons why i took a job that i wasn't sure about is because i was like ah it's just pursuing this thing just bare. Mm-hmm. Like, am I even going to get there? Is there any point or should I just stick to something that is going to be um, not comfortable because it definitely wasn't comfortable, but, like, it's a guaranteed <laughs> income. And, like, it's safe. Yeah, safe. That's the word. So, yeah, those are my Ws. Having a nice group of friends and um, knowing what my future holds. Yes, girl. Ah, I'm, I'm happy. That makes me happy because definitely needed to leave that place and move into you know newer bigger better bolder more amazing things um for me obviously my l of the year was getting hospitalized like that just wasn't that just wasn't good um well it wasn't good because, you know, being in hospital for three, three and a half, almost three and a half weeks is not fun. Um, like, it got to show me that I'm not invincible. And I think, <laughs> I thought that 
I was so strong, you know. I, I used to be an athlete, as I'd been saying. I used to train six days a week. So to go from six days a week training, you know, banging gym and, like, being faster than boys and, like, being able to lift heavier than boys and, like, feeling like, okay, look at me, like, yeah, 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 to, like, going into hospital and not being able to do anything for myself was like, whoa, there, this is a curveball. Mm. I did not see this coming. Um, but at the end of the day, like, I'm thankful that that happened in 2019 because... I was in a good place, like my body was in a good place to be able to handle the kind of pressure that that kind of illness hits you with. Mm-hmm. So I was able to kind of be able to like get through it. And then also it like showed me a lot, like in terms of like knowing who my people are, like the people who were around me, people who were there for me, who came to visit me, like, thank mm-hmm. you so much. People bringing, in, bringing me like packets of noodles and shit because, oh man, like I could only eat like basically junk food, innit? So one of my friends, <laughs> oh my gosh, this is so jokes. Like Kai and Steph, they basically came, like they pulled up, yeah. I didn't even know when they were coming, but they just pulled up, they're like, yeah, 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 where you at, where you at, we're here, we're here. And they came and they had like, literally Steph had a bag full of like crisps, chocolate, noodles, (laughs) like all of the bad things that you think you could have that, you know, you you don't need to keep in the fridge. Like they just threw it onto my bed whilst I was sat there like, all like, oh, I can't move and shit. They just threw it all on top of me and I was dying. Like, (laughs) and it's just like moments like that just made it jokes. Um, So yeah, like, thank God for that. That was, that was funny. Um, Well, (laughs) kind of funny. Um, But then my win of the year, and it's kind of, you know what, it's again, two things like similar to you. The first one, because I can't pick out. <laughs> the first one is definitely launching this podcast. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I know we didn't launch it until actually till like 2020, but like the fact that we actually started to get things moving big time in 2019, like at a big... Yeah. Like it's even from the beginning of that workshop when we were all really thinking about the idea and like trying to curate something that we thought could be not only fun but like also like of benefit to people like mm-hmm. something that people can learn from and like draw something off um so yeah like that was obviously sick um so yeah shout out the pod um yeah but yeah also like just understanding a little bit more about myself and like where I want to go mm-hmm. like I was working that job you know I was doing the grind. I that feel like millennium. we should have a mirror right now looking at each other like, <laughs> like what the hell's going on here? It is true though. Yeah. Like, I don't know. It's just, I feel like we're just bouncing off each other all the time. Like the yeah. energies are just, sorry, getting my salon on. The universe just brings the energies around us together. Like something drew us to each other. <laughs> Duality. <laughs> um, yeah, no, but for real, it's like finding my... I did like okay I still don't know what I want to do like I don't know if I want to go into like radio journalism if I want to be a journalist like press journalist or even do both but it's just like I I am moving towards and I'm being more in environments that are conducive to finding out what I will be doing and I don't think you'll ever know specifically like I'm gonna be a blah 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 like they kind of make it seem like that when you're growing up in school it's like oh yeah when I grow up I'm gonna be an astronaut okay (laughs) great I knew you were gonna say that (laughs) (laughs) it's true I wanted to be an astronaut when I was a kid yeah science I left that behind Um, (laughs) anyway um, yeah it's just like for now I just I'm just happy that I'm in a better place and that I'm not kind of just in 
the rat race, do you know what I mean? Yeah. I'm not just scrambling, like, scrambling, trying to crack, climb up the walls and stuff. It's like, no, like, I'm settled. I'm doing my degree. It's helping me to see, you know, what I want to do in media. Um, and, you know, I'll get there. And as long mm-hmm. as I just keep going to these workshops, you know, putting myself in the right places and spaces, I should exactly. start to get an idea of who I'll be. You know, maybe I'll be a creative journalist like our friend. Um, <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> Yeah, no, I feel you, man. I feel like 2019 is done. That book is closed. <laughs> very, very much Slam shut. But, um, Leaving Gracious K back there as well. Yeah. <laughs> um, right, I think final way to end, the only way we know how are songs. You didn't do songs of the year, but I'm going to talk through it just because we want you guys to go back through all these posts, like, comment, you know, do whatever you want to do. If you're ever at any of these talks, please let us know. If you had any interesting talks that you went to, let us know. Comment on the songs, what you think of them. We'll obviously be resharing them again on our stories once this episode comes out so you know what the hell we're talking about. Mm-hmm. That would be great. Um, but yeah, so my top three songs. Number three is Solange Bins because I had to have oh, a Solange back. song in there and I love her and I just love the... To be honest, the reason why I picked it is because I love the video. The video is just her and her webcam, like, and I was just like, oh my God, I can see into Solange's life. Like, what the hell? Um, but no, it's just her being mad stupid with her webcam just joking about like dancing twerking this that and the other one it's just lit also the bpm of that song is something mad like 160 so it's just jokes um but yeah number two which is why i said this was a perfect segue earlier then continue to talk about something else um is 101 fm by little sims yes i banged this song out for the entirety of the summer last year like every single time i think a show got in my car i was playing this song <laughs> multiple times yes 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 and i know every all time. the ad-libs i know all the lyrics and it's just lit like i love it so much it's my favorite song well it's not my favorite song because i still have a number one but it was my favorite song of the summer for sure but my next song is my favorite song of the year i'm pretty sure it came out in january 2019 the song is j cole middle child and the reason for this is because I just love the damn song. <laughs> like, mm. there's not even a reason. It's not that it's exactly lyrical excellence. It's not even that. I mean, it is lyrically quite good, but it's not even that it's like some mad empowering journey or anything. <laughs> I just love the beat. I love, I love the way he drops it. The hook is a bit annoying, but then I grew to love that as well. Mm. Um, the reason, the bit that I like is when he's obviously calling out Kanye and mm-hmm. um, what's his name as well? What's that other one? Pusha T. Although, listen, I rate Pusha T. I think he's very good lyrically. And again, he's someone who didn't make my highlights, but he's been lit the summer. I saw him twice last summer and he was sick. Mm-hmm. But no, I just love the song, man. Like, literally, I listen to it now and I still get gassed every time it comes on. Like, so favorite song is 2019, but you could hear me in 10 years' time saying this is one of my favorite songs of all time because called to over a year later and I'm still banging it out like it's the first yeah. time I heard it and yeah, I think that's yeah. an important thing about like my favourite songs it's like when they come on it's like I'm mad excited as if it's just been released or like it's not like I've rinsed it out a thousand times I think that's how a song of mine stays my favourite to be nice. honest yeah there's my top three. Oh man see I'm not gonna go for a top three just because I'm just gonna go with one song and you know what it's magic because this is actually a big 
So, okay, so b- before I said, like, I love songs that I could dance to, you know, move my shoulders, shaking, like, all of that kind of stuff. But I'm actually going to do a whole... We're doing a reverse. We're doing a switch-up thing over here. And my favourite song comes from the album Gorgeous by Zylo that came out last year in 2019. And my favourite song on the album is Wild Thing. Um, it's just a very empowering song and it just makes you feel so good like yourself and like when when I got ill and stuff like I was just out of it like I was just a different person I was like oh like I just didn't feel like myself Mm -hmm. so like when I heard this album because it literally dropped in like September and I happened to randomly meet Zylo on a train because I was going to see my friend somewhere and she was going to see her friend somewhere and I just she has like these mad tattoos and I was like oh I have to tell this person that their tattoos are so sick I was like your tattoos are so beautiful she was like oh yeah thanks blah blah blah. and we were just talking like randomly I didn't even know who she was at this point just bumping the train and then yeah and then I like ended up following her and like following her music and I just stumbled upon this like random again Solange the universe (laughs) and it's the music that I needed Mm -hmm. like I needed that music in 2019 it's like one of those albums you can just put on in the background and just like vibe to like you don't have to be like shaking your shoulders you know (laughs) sometimes just chill sometimes two steps sometimes sway and yeah wild thing is just like the lyrics are so beautiful and that whole album just makes me feel feel myself you know it makes me feel good it makes me feel beautiful makes me feel happy feeling myself i'm feeling my what do we say about singing Sis, as you said, we can't play the song, so I just thought okay, I'd bring it to you. you as well, yeah. My voice, we, we're gonna have a we're gonna have a vote, but I think everyone will agree that my singing voice is better than yours. All right, monotone. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you know I can hit the harmonies. You know who I'm can? Oh, Jesus Christ! Oh, moment of silence. <laughs> we'll leave that in 2019 as well. You know someone who can hit harmonies? Uh, Zylo. Uh, I went to her show last well, year. if she wants a collab, let me know. <laughs> I'm not sure if she wants me. <laughs> I'm not sure if she wants to collab with you like that. Um, but yeah, like Zylo, she's she's a really really cool and amazing person, and she also puts out a lot of artwork. So she's one of them creatives that's just got bare creative juices flowing, mm. and she always puts out like these really funky, like um, almost like psychedelic paintings of like bright colors that she does and she does one for wild thing and it's just bare jokes and it's so i'll put it up like it's i love it um so shout out to xylo um for coming through with that gorgeous album and making me feel gorgeous because you know we need to be feeling like that sometimes you know you not get ahead be, of ourselves you know need to be feeling myself feeling myself oh my gosh <laughs> we need to start wrapping this up man yeah okay. yeah to be honest we actually do need to start wrapping this up but i'm gonna give my final i don't know if you have like a final one for them Ooh. You see what I did there? Uh, I see what children there. Uh, final one for them. Um, I guess it's like my major point of my major takeaway of 2019 and like how I'm going to keep pulling that through 2020. Obviously, we know when this is coming. Well, we're actually not recording this early in
young people and for everyone, there's so many financial pressures on our shoulders and there's so many things as to why. There could be pressures from your family. It could be, like, things at home which make you need to work and need you to get into work so easily. But... And some people, do not get me wrong, are happy working for money. They don't want to have a passion career. They just, like, money is what they want. They don't want to be fake. They don't want to be passionate. If you know you're someone who wants to work for passion, do it. Like, I know it's not always that simple, and I know money is there, and I know some people have kids to support, and this, that, and the other from early, which I don't have those pressures. Like, I'm not a young mum, so I don't have those pressures. (laughs) Two (laughs) Two kids. (laughs) Four jobs. (laughs) However, I have worked since I was 17. I've been earning money since then. And honestly, I came to realise last year, why am I rushing into a career that's not pushing me anywhere when I could be earning money in jobs that I know aren't pushing me somewhere but I know that like I know Mm -hmm. that so it's like now I've managed to find a balance of I'm busy every single day all of those days I'm not earning money but all of those days I am working towards my final goal or like work or I feel good when I'm finished the day I feel better the days when I'm finished and I haven't earned any money so anyway basically my takeaway is if you're someone who knows they want to work and be fulfilled by their job mentally and spiritually going back to Solange mm-hmm. then do it like don't waste time don't delay I think the the sooner you realise that you're going to do that the sooner then you can embark on your journey so yeah don't chase the money if you know you don't want to be chasing the money and you want to be chasing your dreams basically because yes. the money will come in the end once you do it like so once you're chasing your dreams hey Floridics are hitting us up you know in them DMs they, they're not be hitting us up <laughs> but you know they, they will be hitting up us hitting us up in the DMs with that you know that cash flow that unofficial sponsorship <laughs> you know um, shout out to um why you sound like Cardi B right now <laughs> <laughs> I'm just testing my voice you know seeing what range I have um <laughs> Shout out to uh, Grace Feuds as well. Oh, yeah. Unofficial sponsors, uh, hoping to see that sponsorship come through in uh, 2020. Like you um, know as well, Floridex and Grace Foods, we'd love to get one of you on to talk about your brand, talk about your product, talk about your marketing, talk about whatever you want to talk about. This is a symbiotic relationship. <laughs> coming through with those words. Symbiotic relationship. I've been reading. <laughs> well done, well done. Um, for me, what's Cashel's one for them, for the people? Um... I think, for me, it's all about... Okay, so I know I said earlier on in this in, in the pod that I'm a code switcher, and that is integral to who I am as a person anyway. Like, I do move around and change and swap and, and, and do all of these different things. Um, but I think, for me, my biggest piece of advice is not to compromise who you innately are. Like, deep down, if you think about it, and you had to strip away all of, you know, all of your brands, you know, if you're a Nike girl, if you're Adidas girl, if you're something else girl. I'm or, wearing all or, Puma today. Notice how whatever. she didn't pull that out. <laughs> yes. Helen is rocking a very cute uh, Puma tracksuit and all these stuff. Um, but yeah, like, like whatever that is, the stuff that you've got on yourself, if you were to strip all of that back and reveal who you were innately, don't compromise that position. If you want to be political, mm-hmm. be political. If you want to have a stance on something, take that stance. If you want to be proud of something, tell people that you're proud. Like, mm-hmm. Don't compromise and feel like you have to make yourself small in this world because trust me, if you allow yourself to stay small and you don't speak up when you think things are wrong, you will get trampled on. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and people will not be looking back. It will just be you on the floor struggling, uh, crawling to get to your destination. Taking out the pieces, literally. Yeah, you might have some friends around who can help you with that, but it, there's no need to get to that point. And I think staying strong about who your character is 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 
key to being able to get that vision and see the opportunities that you want to take because you know who you are, you know where you want to be and you will make a way or find a way to get yourself there. Mm -hmm. Uh, I think that's what's been good for me. It's like putting myself in all of these different random spaces, meeting these different people has helped me to move forward career-wise but also on like a personal development level as well, Mm -hmm. like getting to know who I am and like what I want to be, who I want to be around. Who do I want coming with me to concerts? Who do I want coming with me to workshops? You know, am I going to go by myself? You know, all of these different questions. So sticking true and staying strong to that character, I think is key, major key. Yes, so guys, 2020 is here. 2019 is done, of course. We know that it's been done for a couple months now, but... 2020 is here and we want you guys to make it as lit as possible yes honey so thank you for listening we hope some of this was interesting at least it weren't just us chatting shit for an hour um if you've got some tweets of the week hit us up on twitter at one fidem hit us up in the dms hit us up on the comments you know share the share the love share the podcast tell your friends if you like something you heard please share it we want to hear what you, all of you think right guys thanks for tuning in thanks for listening to us once again i've been helena i've been kashel and we have been one, one for, for them, them.